Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. the salt and pepper podcast my name is olivia and i'm an entrepreneur a content creator and a brand builder um my most recent business is velvet and fur which is a polymer clay earring business um how are you guys i personally thanks for asking am so beyond frustrated at the past six hours of my life um you know it's like one of those days where everything goes wrong and I was having a good day up until the point of editing this podcast which usually isn't this hard but I guess everything decided to stop working everything ran out of space I accidentally deleted important files I almost thought this podcast wasn't going to come out it is currently 9 15 and I haven't eaten dinner I am just beyond guys I mean it is an it is another level when you have to figure out basically everything by yourself which is fine because I signed up for this but like there's just no amount of forums or YouTube videos that will help when literally everything is breaking and I want to rip my hair out and I am so underqualified <laughs> to figure out this editing software and blah 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 now I'm just complaining but I think you guys know that it when you have one of those days you just want the day to end and I also feel like I haven't done anything and uh anyway um I just let's just jump right into the silver lining of the week because I feel like I need it um so my silver lining this week is um the fact that velvet and fur just um released their their our newest collection um this collection is super fun and festival and eclectic um and it it was originally designed back in february taylor and i designed it and we designed it with um coachella and like festivals in mind um we even did all of the content which was actually kind of nice but we did all of the content the photo shoots back in march and then of course you know the whole world got sick back in March and so we decided it wasn't the time to release a collection that was filled with like blasters and aliens and stuff um and I know you're curious now so you can go ahead and go look at those um but we went ahead and decided we were going to release it now we were debating on whether to release it this fall because of um the festivals coming back on then but we were like this is a fun summer collection let's go ahead and release it um and I don't know if I've said the name I probably have and I know I've said um 75,000 times but uh bad vibes and it was so fun and we were able to work with so many influencers um so the silver lining is even though it took forever and there was a lot of blood sweat and tears that went into it a lot of designs and redesigning um we were able to have a really successful launch and we've been growing on social media um and it's just really exciting to have like a tangible product and to be able to sell it and to have people want it um and not even want it like they're looking forward to it so anyway that's my silver lining um today on the show as you guys can see from the a little caption um, I feel like I'm not even here not even caption title <laughs> um, it is our podcast one year happy birthday 
one year birthday, one year anniversary. Happy birthday, salt and pepper. Um, and it was actually on Saturday. But this week, I decided I wanted to do something a little special. I was thinking about having like a special guest on and all of that. But I just decided to compile all of my favorite um, episodes and memories from this past year. Of course, I couldn't include all of them. And that is also, side note, why this this episode was quite extensive to edit. Um, I definitely wasn't able to get all of them. But because I've honestly enjoyed every single interview, every single podcast we've done, it has just been a whirlwind of a year, you know, starting off the podcast with Maddie as, you know, she was my my co-host and most of them were um, just her and I talking, you know, and then as Maddie had to go, I thought I was going to do the podcast alone. Um, and I did the first interviews, you know, the show ever had by myself, which was so nerve wracking, but so good for me. Um, and then right when I got home and I was super content with this idea of doing the podcast alone, Lisa came into the picture and was really excited, um, to be a part of this and asked to be a part of it. Um, and it's just crazy to kind of see the evolution of where this podcast has gone, even in the past like few months since quarantine and since Lisa's been on maternity leave, um, just seeing like the range of guests and, the people that we've been able to talk to over the past year. And again, I want to thank just everybody, not only the people that have listened because I, well, actually I'll give you a special thank you in a second. Um, just every person that has been on the show that has taken their time to come and sit down with us, um, a new podcast and be able to talk to us and share their stories. And I really wish I could have compiled every single podcast we did. Um, but just so everybody knows, I loved all of them. And as far as all of the people who are listening and that have listened in the past, just thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to Lisa and I giggle or listen to some serious episodes or listen to me rant about following your dreams, whatever it is. Thank you for being the first shakers of the community and I just hope that this next year not only can we just continue growing and building this community but that you know we can bring you guys more and more guests and more value for you to to listen to and I hope that you know you can always message us and talk to us about things that you want to hear on the show or things maybe that you would change um because we're excited. We're excited to grow and learn. And I just can't wait for this full next year with the podcast. So with that being said, um, let's get right into it. And you're going to hear some of my favorite snippets from this last year. And again, happy birthday podcast. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast for the very first time. (laughs) We cannot get it together. Um, my name is Olivia, and across from me is Maddie Black. <laughs> okay, I just want to say for our intros, I'm never gonna make eye contact with you never. because I can't do it. Like I cannot not laugh. I, it's just really awkward because if you're looking, like if I'm looking at you deeply in <laughs> my the whole eyes, body is when I'm you. saying like "Welcome to the Salt Pepper Podcast," it's like, am I talking to you <laughs> or am I talking to like other people or what's happening? Okay. Anyways, Maddie, keep it together. Okay. Hi. Welcome to hi. our first podcast. Yeah. I don't like the fresh air. If I usually <laughs> keep the shades shut That's all day long. I don't like sunlight. I don't like sun on my skin. It makes you age. Wait, we are similar in that area. For the past 48 hours, I realized until this morning, I had not gone outside. <laughs> Story of my life. I'm Wait, sorry. I'm not lazy. I work from home. I just need to clarify that. I literally went outside to pick up a package and I was like, 
You're like, wow, oh, that, that smells air in a long time. <laughs> I kind of also went into that field to heal myself, which is ultimately what I ended up doing um, through the process of becoming a therapist was healing myself and figuring out my own self. A lot of times people are stopped because of the fear of judgment from other people. I hear that a lot, especially working with college kids, like, you know, asking, what would you actually want to do? And what they're doing is completely opposite of what they're majoring in. It's like, why don't you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's not what my parents want. Or like, people will think it's weird. Like when you look back on your life later, is that going to be fulfilling to you? You know, what you're doing? Like, how can you live a meaningful, authentic life? Mm -hmm. It's maybe doing something that isn't expected of you I think like we're all born with something that we are naturally more inclined and then that doesn't feel like work I wish like everybody was really doing something that didn't feel like work because I feel like I see a lot of miserable people and just how life works it's like you're you're working like nine to five you come home you're exhausted no wonder like Netflix is like so huge because you need like a couple hours to take your mind off of such incredibly boring life and then you go to bed then you wake up and you do the same thing over and over again when we we started Koja numbers with three hundred dollars um we've never made anything before in our life we were two girls we were 21 every single day we worked and slowly but surely don't know but this is where it is now you get, I don't know, you have one life. How are you not thinking about, like, what makes you happy or what you want to do? It's you. Like, it's for free. Like, think about it. <laughs> My name's Olivia, and across from me is a mysterious guest, a blonde guest, a guest um, that isn't a guest at all. We got married ah, into business. Hey, guys. <laughs> It is my new co-host. Insert cheering sound. I'll add him in later. Um, Lisa, that's your intro. <laughs> Welcome that's to the me. show. <laughs> um, so, <sighs> shakers. We call them shakers, Lisa. If you want to know. Okay. And um, hi, we, shakers. Yep. Uh, I thought you said hashtag shakers and I was super concerned Ooh. and I almost was like, yeah, I think, <laughs> You're we're, good. I think we're done now. Um, uh, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a roller coaster uh, for the podcast. We went, we won some, we lost some, we, that you're, was it. You're still losing. I, I lost more. <laughs> um, but as most of you guys know, I, I did have to say goodbye to Maddie not too long ago, um, which was really sad. We love mm-hmm. you, Maddie. Shout out, Maddie. Woo, Hi, Maddie. Dove, woo. <laughs> and um, when I had to go on my trip alone, it was really daunting, but I think it was really good for me. And um, <coughs> excuse me, I uh, was feeling really good about everything, as Lisa knows. And on the day that my last interview Uh, came out with Alana I called Arturo and I said I was super excited because I just felt like everything was going well and I was like you know what I can do this alone and I was all like hear me I'm a woman hear me roar type of situation and then and then I texted Olivia and I ruined everything and so what I'm trying to say is Lisa (laughs) ruined everything no I um 
but before that I had just really felt like if I was, I wasn't going to ask anybody. I just felt like God was saying someone's going to ask you if they want to be on it. But it was like this very not definitive answer. It was just like, well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And, um, and I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Here you were praying thinking oh it would be so cool to be a part of the podcast of course Olivia wouldn't want me on there (laughs) that would be ridiculous Uh I'm nothing like Maddie Mm -hmm. and I gave conditions to God saying she has to ask me Mm -hmm. but then I heard (laughs) Alona's podcast who's one of my best friends and I've always been so inspired by her but I was listening to and I'm like I'm just gonna go for what I want Mm -hmm. but I'm like oh well let me pray real quick because I (laughs) gave conditions to God (laughs) and um I got the go-ahead to for lack of a better word I guess Mm -hmm. and so it was crazy she we audio message all the time she audio messaged me back she's like uh uh I have so many questions um (laughs) I what would, do I do? So we need to meet up as soon as possible. And I'm like, I know it's so random that I'm like audio messaging you this. You're so busy. There's not really a better way to do this right now mm-hmm. as quick as possible. Yeah. And uh, here we are. It was like so loud in my brain, this constant compulsion obsession of um the guilt that I had eaten anything or that I'd eaten the wrong thing or that I'd eaten too many things, too much this or too many calories. Um, in order to shut that off, it was about like doing my best to be as restricted as possible. And if I could restrict myself more, it's almost like it would bring peace of mind. So those are the times it would get worse for me. But um, the way out of it, it was like a touch and go kind of a thing where it was like I'd have periods where it wasn't as hard and then I'd have periods where all that would come back but it wouldn't just be about like my response wouldn't be about restricting it would just be kind of like plunging into like this deep depression and shame of feeling like this is still an issue and I literally am so incapable of Mm -hmm. getting out of it and I think I wish I had gotten help like professional help I just didn't realize at the time that I needed it and what was going on and Mm -hmm. I think it would have helped me so much but yeah yeah so did somebody like come into your life to help you or did you naturally just kind of not phase out but you know what I yeah. mean like there was a few there is a combination of things I think the starvation or like the extreme restriction side of my uh, my eating disorder um stopped when my mom questioned me once and she had made my favorite meal it's actually hard to talk about <sighs> she, you don't have to talk about it if you don't no it's to. fine she made my favorite food and I didn't I couldn't eat it I couldn't eat it and I was crying because I couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. And she was angry because I think she didn't want to admit that something was going on. And I think it hurt her too. And like, I don't think our parents want to admit that, you know, like they may have done something to cause it or like may have failed us in some way. And knowing that I was involved with modeling and obviously as a 16 year old or a 13 year old, whatever, doing that, like you have to have your parents permission and like incurred support to do it. Um, And so that kind of like woke me up a little bit into how extreme I had been. But um, then the shame cycle and like the 
compulsion side of things like um that went on and on and it was like basically knowing that it wasn't normal just knowing like intuitively like this isn't normal but I can't not do it I don't know how to break free from it um and so that's that was the process of slowly sort of determining it but it wasn't until the end I think that I realized like oh this whole time I've had an eating disorder Mm -hmm. it wasn't just that time when I was being super restrictive it's like this whole thing is literally um a 10 year long thing of me not having a a normal order to eating Mm -hmm. an out of order eating Mm -hmm. experience is what I say how I would put it like yeah um and realizing that in order to get out of that I had to work on why I was doing it mm-hmm. we have dignity just for being alive um like we don't have to do anything in order to have worth other than exist and it's almost like so controversial to say that because of how much comes against that lot like how many lies come against that in every area of our life and and everything like in culture and worldviews and all that and to realize that like our identity is birthed from our dignity so knowing that I have dignity and worth just by being a person is what fuels my identity not the other way around so I don't have to try to prove my my dignity to have an identity if that makes sense and for me like that was the root and it still is like I still deal with that in other areas of just like trying to prove you know that I'm worthy or whatever and just realizing like no I can rest and I can know that I don't have to do anything in order to know that I'm like worthy of love it was also hard because with Bear I had postpartum depression and we didn't realize that until about three months in maybe two months in and I was screaming and throwing things all over the house and yeah that's when we realized that something something was going on and so I would say that there's a little bit of fear in the future as to whether that's going to happen again, mm-hmm. because I know that if you've had postpartum depression in the past, that there's a good likelihood that it can come back. And so with this pregnancy, um, I um, had to talk to my doctor because we were seeing symptoms of depression and this was while I was still in my first trimester, a little bit going into my second trimester. So I was very tired. I was at home all the time. I'm not working. And so I spent a lot of time at home with Bear. And for myself, I have a hard time feeling meaningful at home. Like mm-hmm. I'm truly doing something. So my my doctor she asked me if I wanted to take medication and I said not yet and she agreed she thought it would be better if we just waited on it since Mm -hmm. there was just one instance where I had an outburst Mm. and that's a very light way of putting (laughs) whatever goes on Mm. we have a couple questions before we keep going yeah okay so uh, one of them. So if you've had postpartum before, is there something that they can do to monitor that quicker? So like right when you have the baby, can you just go on medication or is that not safe to do that? No, you can. So what the monitoring is, it's it's you have to see the symptoms. So you have to know what postpartum depression looks like. 
And so if you don't see it or you're not talking to whether you have a counselor or mm-hmm. your OB, if you're not talking to your OB about it, then they're not going to know. So if you're not being Jeez. honest and you're saying, I don't want to go outside and I feel like I have to sleep 13 hours mm-hmm. at night in order to feel somewhat rested and I still have no motivation to get out of the house. I mean, that's one symptom. And I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's really freaky. Mm-hmm. And especially when you find out um, that there's something psychologically going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my voice is going up so high. <laughs> <laughs> to help myself, I don't even think of it as like brave or weakness I just do it because I know what's better for me and I know what's better for my baby which which is exactly what my doctor was telling me it's really encouraging because she's a Christian and so she would pray for me when we were getting our appointment and I could be completely honest with her and she even asked me she said do you not want to go on medication because of what the church might say or other Christians or Mm -hmm. your family or do you think that God isn't okay with this? And I said, no, honestly, I was just afraid of what Zav was going to think. And I wasn't sure if he was going to be okay with that. And I don't even think that he knew how he was going to feel about it because it wasn't really something that we had experience with and knew how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But he also didn't understand how bad it really was in my brain. And so when we were at the doctor appointment, he would go to every appointment with me. He still does. And so when I would openly talk about it with my doctor, he would finally realize, oh, this is way worse. This is way darker Mm -hmm. than she could have explained to just me on my own. And so luckily my doctor, she prayed with us and she also with a lot of verses and a lot of truth she she just spoke a lot of truth over me and encouraged me and so I started antidepressants and from there I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed being a mom mm. it was a complete 180 I it was almost unbelievable I was like wow so this is how people feel when they mm. say that they like having a baby I thought everyone was lying the day that they called me and said I was going to be on her podcast I I pretty much was just like, oh my gosh, this will be such a cool opportunity. Like, cause I, like I said earlier, I interned in radio and I love, like, I just love that kind of stuff. I actually am not a huge podcast listener, crazy enough. Um, and I had never listened to hers before going on it. Um, I just, I had watched her season as well and I thought she was really cool. And so I was like, you know what? I bet she would be fun to just like talk to and hang out, you know? So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then the Blairette idea kind of got thrown out there. And I remember telling my friends, I went to dinner with them after we recorded the podcast. And I was like, y'all listen to what she like said. She was like, she suggested we do this dating show. I was like, it probably won't happen. But I was like, can y'all imagine, especially because I was like the one girl in our friend group that like, I hated going on dates because I would get so nervous. And like my friends, like if a guy would ask me on a date, a lot of times I would just say no. But then if it was like somebody I actually was like kind of really wanted to go on a date with, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to, you know, and they'd be like, Blair, you're going on a date. Like, give me your phone. They would like force me to go on dates. So it was kind of like 
you just agreed to potentially go on dates with random guys like at the same time and I was like yeah but it probably won't happen um and then I got the call that they wanted to do it and I mean I was I think I was excited just to kind of like have the opportunity but I was so nervous just about the dates like I was like what if they're awkward what if like you know and also like you said like my faith is really important to me and so not even knowing anything about these guys. Like I was like, they're probably just going to choose like the five hottest guys that apply. And they're just going to be like, like so hot, but just like dumb or like terrible personalities, like jerks that just like wanted to do this, you know? So I had like very low expectations as far as the guys themselves, um, which definitely surprised me because all literally all five of the guys I went on dates with their faith was like something very important. So I think that they knew that that was important to me. So they made sure to get guys that that was important to them too. Um, and then gosh, I guess my thoughts like throughout the dates, I feel like after every date, my thoughts change. And then Luke was my last date. So I definitely, and I had like the highest expectations for him because Caitlin had kind of mentioned that the last guy was her favorite. So I was like, okay, I feel like I'm really going to like this guy. And I'd seen a picture of him too, because I, I somehow like got somebody to tell me his name and somebody else told me something else. And so I was able to find him on Instagram. And so I stalked him and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. So I was super nervous about our date too. Um, but then I don't know. I just like had this it's funny because I was telling someone else the other day this, like my final two guys were Jacob and Luke, who Jacob is one of our really good guy friends now, like him and Luke before this, they went to the gym three days a week and worked out like he, like we hang out all the time. So it's really funny that that was like our top two. Like Luke was definitely the risk. Like Jacob knew all of my friends, like we had like a shared friend group. I hadn't met him before the Blair, but like, he had like, so I knew he was like a good guy. I knew he was nice. He lived there. Like we could have hung out with our friends. Like it was, that was definitely like the easy choice. And then Luke was the only guy that didn't actually live in Nashville. So I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like he seems like the risk, but like, why do I want to choose him? Like, I can't stop thinking about him. Like he gives me like such butterflies and like that excitement. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to choose him because that's what my gut is telling me. And then I guess just like after the show ended, yeah. Like even the day, like Luke and I both lost our jobs in Nashville within 24 hours, but we both had such an overwhelming like like sense of peace that we were like, okay, we truly feel like God has like orchestrated every, I mean, he has every single part of us meeting and Luke moving to Nashville. Like everything has happened the way it should have happened. And it's been so smooth and so perfect that we're like, why, why would we doubt that he's going to continue to do that? And even like us having to postpone, like we're still going to have a ceremony with just our family on June 13th, but we are postponing like the big, the big shebang to September and we canceled our honeymoon and that's on hold till we don't know when. And so it's kind of like everything literally has moved and been all this stuff, but we've never, like we both have felt peace about every single thing the whole time. So um, which is good because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are very like overwhelmed by this time and you know uncertain and all that kind of stuff so I'm thankful that we both do feel okay and 
you know, we're able to like trust that the Lord is going to provide and he's going to, you know, make, make a clear path for us. If you think about the word influencer, it just means to influence. And I'm pretty sure everybody on this planet wants to have some kind of influence. And I think if you think about it more as how am I going to give versus how am I going to receive? What value and what service am I going to provide? And you're always answering that question with your content, then you won't spend a day feeling guilty in your life doing this. Because if it's always about providing a service and being a force of good in whatever category or niche that you're exploring, then what is there to feel guilty about? Because digital marketing has changed. So if a brand wants to pay you as a person, as an individual to promote their product, that money used to be going towards billboards and TV ads. And now it's going to individual people with individual voices. This is crazy. This is a beautiful thing. Our marketing has changed from only being celebrity spokespeople to the everyday person. And that if you don't think that that's good, then goodbye. As long as I stay true to who I am, that's when I don't feel threatened. I'm going to just stay true to myself have my goals written down, have my to-do list, you know, like always be moving forward. So I just really took every single opportunity that was handed to me because I could have easily been like, oh, this is stressing me out. Like they need it tomorrow or need it today. Like I can't do it. But I was like, okay, yeah, rise to the occasion, you know, and that is key when you're building your own business of any sort. Like you're going to be presented with opportunities and the make or break is whether or not you take the opportunity and run for it, even if you fail, but you tried and you learn something for it or if you like cower away. I'm so lucky to do what I want. I always want our sales higher. I always want to be more advanced with our team, et cetera. But at the same time, like I'm so lucky to be doing what I'm doing. So you have to like really, that's again, you know, staying in your lane, staying with your eye on the prize. That's like, I think all that kind of thing, like also kind of like goes hand in hand because if you're constantly like, oh, this other accessory brand is, has so many more followers or they're doing an event with this person. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do that or whatever. It's like, doesn't, I mean, I guess it helps like to motivate you a little bit, but if you focus on it, it can just kill your vibe like set those goals um and they're reachable and mm. like they're all reachable like there's nothing really that you can't do like with yeah all like all the resources the world we live in we're so lucky like the, the country we live in is just so many opportunities so i think set those goals do it but it's okay if they change a little it's okay if they they i don't want to say the word evolve because i don't like that but over time yeah. Right. Like and yeah. it, it becomes something else. But I think also don't lose track of, of what, of what goal? you, yeah. Of, yeah. Of what you were trying to achieve and whether it's something really, really small, like, um, like get over my fear of whatever public speaking or this and, and then becoming that, or if it's something like manifest itself as like a full career or occupation. Um, and I think also life throws you so many curveballs that you can't really plan. So it's, mm. It's just adaptability and resilience mm. and 
bounce back from whatever happens and 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 not in a mean way but like get over it so the the biggest thing that's happened this year was uh the the final trailer for godzilla king of the monsters and i think that was it was a big moment for me because up until that point i'd had a lot of small things whether it was 10 seconds in this i have some some hits or like a a bouge, as they call it, the <laughs> I think for the longest time and since getting into this, I'd really wanted a full trailer with all all music that was something I could be proud of. And uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters was the first one, and it was a kind of an all over the place way that it came about, which I learned from. It wasn't just oh, it happened to be what I sent them was perfect, and it was all great. You know, it all fell perfectly into place. It was, I initially pitched, so the, the trailer uses Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Initially pitched it the summer before. So in like July, the year before. And it had just flopped, nothing. No one was interested, wasn't right. And then come February, so yeah, almost eight months after I had first pitched it, we uh, got a notification that they were trying it again, that it was back up that they were uh, pitching it again, and it ended up landing. And that was for the first trailer uh, TV spot. And then the reception to it was so good that they then called me in to work on the, the final full theatrical trailer. And it was it was crazy. It was all, the, the editor came to us with some very, very unconventional ideas. They were very odd, and when he first pitched them to me, I said, this is a bad idea. <laughs> and I didn't want to do it, <laughs> which now I'm like, oh my gosh. I just said, this is a bad idea. I don't want to waste my time. But it, it was basically the concept of mixing some more over the rainbow with a Foo Fighters rock song, which is weird. They're totally different. That's not going to work. Uh, and so I initially pitched it and just, I did it in like an hour to prove them wrong, you know, and they ended up really liking it. I don't, I still don't understand it. <laughs> but so then after, you know, a few weeks of revising that, they sent it up to Warner Brothers and they came back and they said, let's just go somewhere over the rainbow. Get rid of the Foo Fighters. And I was like, I, I, I felt like that. a little bit of a win. <laughs> but in a weird way, because I had gone through that weird, unconventional process of mixing it with the Foo Fighters song, it has like a rock rhythm to it. It's all really rhythmic, way faster than Somewhere of the Rainbow should ever be. And it's it's got a bunch of crazy percussion. And it was through that very backdoor route that the best project I've worked on came about. And so now I've just learned that there are no bad ideas. And to, <laughs> I mean, maybe there still are, but to at least be more open and to not not let my own arrogance or my own whatever get in the way of stuff and trust other people trust that other people are extremely creative and have different ideas from you and even if you think it's bad it may be great because you've never thought of it <laughs> because and i think it boils down to like we're insecure of how we naturally are or how we want to be so we find something that's we're like okay i want to relate to them or like this is how i should be or whatever and i think that I think that's damaging because I think everyone should should really just be exactly who they are. I think high school is a good example because 
Everyone is trying to figure out who they are and where they fit in and what what they should be, how they should look, how they should act. But I think that sometimes that can be damaging because we're all created so differently and I think that we best serve each other and um, the world, if I can say that, when we are fully and authentically ourselves in whatever that looks like. So I'm passionate about creative expression because I know that there's no one else on the planet that's exactly like me. And that's good. That means I can offer something. Um, there's no one else on the planet that's like you. And I love that because I know you and I get to, you know, experience like what you are, like what you offer to the world. And I want like every other person to like feel unlocked so that they can fully express themselves. And sometimes it just, it takes seeing someone who already is doing that right? So I feel inspired by people that are fully authentically themselves and it's like, it's crazy and they're unapologetic and they're like, this is me. And I'm like, I love that because that like empowers me to like be myself, right? It's like the same reason why, you know, why shouldn't musicians be musicians, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many musicians, there's so many songs, but why should you know, let's say Ed Sheeran, whom I love, why did Ed Sheeran have to come out and play perfect, right? Because there was this, there, it didn't exist yet. Um, and people want to listen to new songs all the time. And people are going to like him and some people are not. But there are always going to be new, new singers. There's always going to be new restaurants, like new restaurants shouldn't stop opening because there's a million Italian restaurants out there, right? There's mm-hmm. every person brings a specific new something to to the world and I feel like if you look at it that way like what are you trying to bring into the world um that's kind of where you want to start so kind of like what you were saying before about copying people if you're copying people then of course it's not going to work because people can already get that from someone else but what is it unique that you could bring and it doesn't have to be something revolutionary or a new invention or something that doesn't exist it could just be the way you do things and the way you talk about things that resonate with people and really asking yourself what is the impact I want to make I'm all about impact first how do I want to help people with what I'm doing like having that foundation like you said of what is it you want to do and who do you want to help is going to be like the first step I've I've had drug addictions, alcohol addiction, food addiction of every kind. For me, what's been the most helpful is, like you said, even with, I mean, whether it's food, whether it's drinking, like you can modify the behavior, but we all know it's not about the behavior. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the last step is, is acting out, is eating, is throwing up, is, you know, drinking is, you know, whatever you're doing, cutting. Um, that's the last step. And so for me, what ended up being the most helpful for all of my addictions, it's all the same. It's all the same. Actually, all the recovery groups that I went to were all encompassing, but all of them were actually all encompassing because they really realized that addiction is pretty much all the same. Right. And so for my husband, his is people pleasing and codependency, which, which on the surface looks very different from me being bulimic, but in, in reality, it isn't. It's the enemy getting in our head and saying, you're not good enough you need to do this. This is how you practice pain avoidance. Da, 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 da. It's all the same thing. So for me, what became really helpful in doing step work and even doing work on my own was just learning to take those thoughts captive at the beginning. 
Do you know what I mean? Before, because just white knuckling and not doing the behavior is almost nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, it's not going to last. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't prove anything to anybody. You know what I mean? Cause I could go without drinking for a week, but that was not solving my problem. The problem was I, I didn't think I was worthy of love. Like that ended up being my problem. And that, that was deep seated from my childhood way, 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 way back. So I had to go really far back and be like, when did that lie start coming to me? And I just had to break agreements with the lie that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't valuable enough. And honestly, like I've coached women who have eating disorders and I've been like, right after you throw up and you feel like the worst you've ever felt and you hate yourself, I'm like, you need to look in the mirror and, and say out loud, God accepts me right now. Right now, he is proud of me. Right now, he calls me his daughter. Right now, he calls me beautiful. Right now, he calls me chosen. Right now, he calls me acceptable. Do you know what I mean? And start really nipping it in the bud because it's all a shame cycle and a pain avoidance cycle, whatever you're acting out looks like. And so it's basically like, can you address what is true about you and your identity in Christ and what is a lie and get rid of the lies? And, that, and essentially it's that for any addiction. <laughs> you know what I mean? No well, Shakers, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed our little walk down memory lane, um, and you were able to get value for the second time, or maybe you guys didn't hear um, all of those episodes, and I hope that this next year we can just keep bringing you more episodes like that and more guests like that, and I'm excited. I already have some um, underway that are going to come to you guys, um, and I'm excited to show you, and I'm also sorry for saying um. And anyway, like always, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram, and you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at Lisa Brasser Ursu. There are some links down below, so it's easy for you guys. You can also join our Facebook group, um, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. I'm all tongue tied. Um, and there, you guys can connect with us, and we hang out there, and we can answer any questions that you guys have. And anyway, it's always better when Salt and Pepper are together and we will hopefully be together very soon and we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.